This is Nerve Radio. Good evening, guys. Welcome to episode eight this week of Football Discuss. Me and myself uh, and my co-host, Andy Jones. As always, how are we today, Andy? Oh, very well, Ollie. How are you? Yes, very good today. We've had a busy day today, haven't we? Both doing uh, some exam work, but we're all fresh and ready to talk about some football. Yeah, it's all football now. I probably should have spent more of the weekend um, revising than watching FA Cup, but, you know. Well, when it's the magic of the cup, you can't ignore it, can you? Sometimes yeah, that's we will start with uh, the FA Cup and the magic of it all. Um, so, where, where do you, where, which game do you want to go with first? Where do you want to start? Where do you want to start? Well, I think we should start, I think, with Crawley versus Leeds. I think that game itself just sums up magic of the cup and what, you know, whatever cup is really all about. Even through tough times, we've still got special moments like this with Crawley smashing them 3-0. Yeah, it was, um, it was a blitz in the second half. Um I think it was like 15 minutes in those three goals or something like that, wasn't it? You know, it was just one, two, three, bang, Leeds absolutely um, shocked, stunned. Um, I think a few young players at the back sort of maybe could have reacted quicker when they went one nil down. I think there was like lack of concentration and focus after that. And that's, that's I think, what's let them down in the end. And, yeah, you know, Crawley played brilliant, you know, great. Yeah, yeah, fair play to Crawley. They, they did play well. It was, you know, Leeds were awful, but... Crawley did put out a good performance and they like played some good football, so fair play to them and fairly deserved the win. Yeah, and, um, you know, some, some great moment for, um, I'm going to probably say his name wrong, but Sur- Surula, um, <laughs> you know, getting his goal and, you know, the story that he's had, uh, you know, I think uh, he had some tough times during, over the past few years and got really emotional, didn't he, in the, uh, in the uh, post-match interview, which was like, you know, just that's kind of what the cup's about, isn't it? You know, all, all these emotions and how people can just feel so, I don't know, uh, like inspired or, or uh, you know, magical. It is, but it's magical, isn't it? Uh, it's just, you know, the way they have people watching the game from uh, their back gardens, you know, I think it's all one shot, yeah. you know, family and, you know, someone holding a glass of wine in the back garden, just, you yeah. know, enjoying the footy. And um, I think that happened in uh, several games across the... Uh, Across the spectrum, yeah. Well, yeah. You, you can only you can only imagine if there were fans of these matches, how how more amazing it would be. Um, but you know, is what it is at the end of the day. Can't dwell too much on it. Yeah, no, I think it's the Marine game actually. I was uh, thinking about where where I saw people, you know, in their back gardens because I think I think yeah, I saw some guy on a tree. Yeah, yeah, guys on trees. You know, that's that's a classic FA Cup image. That and it? it's someone sat on the tree looking over into the ground. You know, and uh, you know, we've got we've got Chorley, you know, good up Chorley, uh beating uh well, I mean Derby's Derby's youth team really, but um Yeah, well was... I think uh the, the Chorley manager was a was I think he's a head teacher at primary school just down the road, something like that. It's just crazy how you know these players can be played up against big clubs like this and and run take a run for their money and beat them and give fourth round of the cup. It's a big achievement. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, fourth round of the cup, you know, we're we're getting we're getting close to the latter stages, and and there yeah. are some, there's you know, quite a few quite a few teams in the hat that have dropped out, you know, but you know, you still got your favourites in there, obviously. Of course. Uh, you know, Liverpool. You know, we're going to talk about them. You know, the way they, you know, they they looked like they were being taken to it by the uh, the Villa the Villa youths there. Um, really great performance from Villa, I have to say. You know, I watched that game on Friday night and. You know, Villa just they 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 knew their jobs. They were well drilled. You know, and the first first sixty minutes they were in that game. 
Yeah, they, they, they're fair play to them. And uh, they obviously had Louis Barry scoring on his debut. Great goal, great finish. Uh, there were notable performances in that Villa side. I think he's, I can't remember his name. I do apologise, but the captain, um, the centre-half of Villa, he was outstanding. Many, many great um, tackles and blocks. Um, fair play to them. They did look knackered at the end of it, though. A lot of them pulling up cramp. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I mean. After, after an hour, once Liverpool second went in, um, you know, the the quality of Liverpool, you know, just showed through in about 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes spell where Liverpool were just romping and pushing and pushing and pushing, you know, sealed it, got a nice cushion. And then, uh, you know, were able to, you know, maybe take their foot off the gas a little bit. But, you know, you got to remember, Liverpool had basically their first team out. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, barring Alisson in goal, um, albeit, you know, he, he's not been starting every game this season due to injuries. Um, and... Uh, you know, Reese Williams really at the back. Uh, other than that, it, I would have, you know, that that team would have played in the Premier League anyway. Yeah, I think I think that's quite quite strange from Klopp to be honest. And I think it might be something to do with him wanting to make sure they win something this season. Because I think you know the title might be under threat, sort of thing. But the fact that he's playing his strongest side against a youth side. Yeah, well, I think I think, I think you've got to take into context the fact that you know Villa, the whole COVID issue, wasn't it? So that's why Villa have played their, their youth team. Uh, the first team has been an outbreak of COVID. And, and as we've seen, their game against Spurs this week has been postponed again. So Villa got some troubles there with COVID. And, you know, Liverpool would have found out about it like the evening before. And Klopp would have been setting up to play with his team. Because he, he said he was setting up to play against Villa's first team. So, you know, at the last minute, to, to all of a sudden change your starting lineup around, you know, would have yeah, probably, fair enough. probably yeah. been really detrimental to, to Liverpool with... You know, no one practicing what they're going to do, and I mean, I'm sure, you know, the, the players would have been good enough whoever would have played to to put on a performance. But Klopp also said that, you know, their youth team and their first team are in separate like bubbles. So, you know, players like Reese Williams and Nico Williams and Nathaniel Phillips, you know, they're all part of the first team squad, the first mm-hmm. team bubble. So, you know, if they weren't going to use any of them, then you know, it would have just really complicated the issue. Okay, that's fair enough. I understand. Uh, you know, just, just to put a bit of context in, in, in with that. So I think, you know, Klopp, you know, they wouldn't really much do it. And, and actually, I think, you know, they went 60 minutes, you know, one all, you know, went in at half time, one all. So you can argue, well, you know, those Villa players, you know, earned their right to play against against that Liverpool side. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see whether the, um, they keep featuring over the next few weeks, depending on that situation down there. Hopefully, they get sorted out nice and quickly yeah, with uh, Villa. Yeah, and um, I, I wanted to say uh, I saw Newport again, almost, uh, almost uh, with another giant killing. You know, famous for it over the you know, past few seasons. Um, Newport taking some Premier League scouts in, in the cups, but um, yeah, that, not they, this time around. Unlucky against Brighton last night. Well, there's a great goal from uh, Solly March, um, whipping it in, whipping it into the corner from the edge of the box. He, um, uh, he he'd actually played quite well, Sully March. I think you know Brighton. Brighton deserved the win. You know, on, on the night were, were the better team, but disappointing for for Newport to get. To, I think it was literally on the stroke of ninety minutes. <laughs> you know, oh. it, you know that, that's also the magic of the cup, though. You know, a, a literally last minute winner, um, three seconds left on the clock. I think they were saying on the TV. Uh, you know, and, and yeah, it's heartbreak for Newport, but it's you know it's heartbreak. Brighton. You know, Brighton have got to. Did they get to? I'm gonna. Covid throws my memory out. Did Brighton? Were they in the semi-finals last year? Was that the year before? Rings a bell. Yeah. Go. So you know they got to semi-finals in last year or the year before, and you know it, the way they play football, Brighton. You know they they can. 
you know, it's good to win, you know, for winning cup matches, you know, because it's an exciting type of football, you know, passable win. And, you know, they can go deep into the tournament. I know relegation is probably more important for them at the moment and getting some points on the board in the Premier League. But, you know, every Premier League side in the cup, you know, should should see it as an opportunity to win stillware. You know, I don't care if you're bottom of the Premier League. You know, you, you, should, you should still, you, you know, have ambitions to win the cup. Otherwise, why, why enter, you know? Ethicott is it, I think Ethicott has been something that's part of British tradition for such a long time. You know, back when it was first created, it was literally made to bring all the teams nationally together. Yeah, um, yeah. The Cup. and it's just it's British tradition. It's what everyone every year looks forward to. Um, and, you know, you've got the League Cup. Still, I think it's a good cup of League Cup. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Newport, Newport is, is playing on a beach. It was like it was a beach last night, wasn't it? It was more sand than grass. I think I saw on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of it, isn't it? You've got to deal with those conditions. You that, but, but, you know, and then you've got to take your hat off to Jose and Spurs because I think, you know, I think it was right what Jose said, you know, by showing respect, it's going out there, playing a strong team and beating them. That's showing respect, you know, that's showing that we, we've taken you seriously. Yeah. And that showed last night, you know, Spurs were awesome. Um, really good performance, you know, hat-trick from... Uh, Vinicius uh, Junior. Vinicius, yeah, you know, uh, Deli Ali. Like inspirational, creating, assisting, you know, and it's good for those players to get out and get some confidence. It doesn't matter what level you're playing. That's an FA Cup third round match. That's yeah. the level you're playing. FA Cup third round. And that's high level of football, you know? Yeah, and, for, and players like Deli Ali and Vinicius Junior, it's just a perfect opportunity for them, you know, to feature where they haven't been playing. Obviously, Vinicius Junior, the different circumstances to Deli Ali. Um, but for youngster, always great for them. But someone like Deli Ali, where they haven't been featuring at all, they're meant to be this top quality player. This is the opportunity. It looks like he's going to get um, for for a little. Well, certainly he, he's got in a while the, um, in that essence, but he definitely needs to play well with these opportunities and play these opportunities when it comes to him. Otherwise, he will probably be going this window definitely in the summer. I reckon. Yeah, I think you know Poch going to PSG. You know, I think I think that could uh, a few Spurs players that are on the fringes. You could see maybe move uh, move to Paris if uh, if they gain a work permit. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, talking about transfers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to... Well, I, I was just going to sort of, you know, uh, finish off with uh, the, the divine goal from uh, the young young Spurs player. Um, he got his debut goal against... Um, oh, against what's his, yes. What's his name? Um, oh, it's, uh, is it Harry Devine? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, I forget now. Uh, but yeah, he he's you know a young lad, sixteen. Talks about quite a lot in the in the Tottenham at the Tottenham training grounds, and uh, you know what that's a magic moment of the cup as well. You know, you sixteen years play, old, yeah, yeah. You don't have to be playing. Um, you don't have to be playing. You know, for a non-league side, for there to be magic in the cup. You know, yeah. You know, coming on, making his debut, FA Cup scores. You know, boom. You know, that's there you go. Well, good. And um, uh, just just to clarify, is Alfie Alfie Devine? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was. Um, I was obviously I was thinking um, about Harry Kane when I said <laughs> well, I thought it was that maybe Alfie yeah sorry about that um, yeah because I was reading about Harry Kane and um, him in the same article that was. but um, yeah you know that's all the magic of the cup and I I think you know this FA Cup has been like one of one of the better rounds of FA Cups that we've seen in a while I know COVID played its part but you know teams have to muck in get changed in you know 
bars and wherever people have been getting changed this weekend, all in different places. It's you know. always fun to see, yeah. Sunday league style, some of it, you know. Which yeah, is... and it probably takes a lot of the players back to, you know, the younger days when they were going to facilities not as advanced as they got, you know, Sunday league, Sunday morning, growing up as a youngster, um, when you start your careers, it's just, there's something about it, but you're going back to them sort of settings, it's really, uh, sort of strange, but really good at the same time. Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, right. let's hope that we get more magic of the FA Cup. When, I'm sure we will. Uh, goes. I think there's going to be a few more, uh, few more upsets along the way here. I think, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting FA Cup, and, and I, I could see us seeing a new winner actually. I could see, yeah, yeah, I could see a new winner coming out. Uh, maybe I think one of the maybe the more mid-table Premier League sides. Yeah. So we shall see on that. But yeah, like you're just saying, transfers, transfers, transfers. Transfers, yes, as always, January. This this January probably could be a little bit more quiet than usual for obvious reasons. But nevertheless, there are still, there are still ongoing what's going on. Um, one probably the most obvious one at the moment is Urzul's Fenerbahce is what I'm uh, is probably most likely yeah, to go yeah, ahead. I'm also, I'm also here in possible uh, America, USA. Okay. There's possible, although the Fenerbahce seems more more on there has been a little bit of chatter that he, he may want to go over to the states uh which yeah, why not earn a bit of dosh you know not that he needs it uh <laughs> but you know I, I think it'd be good for uh, arsenal and ozo if he just goes um you know they, they finally seem to have started picking up some form arsenal and you could say now maybe you know they finally have moved on from ozo uh smith Rowe seems to be that player now that can can bring some quality quality up front or, or you know in the whole create assist and um, you know, I just think it's time for him to go, no matter where he goes. Um, so yeah, yeah, strange. It is strange one, but you know, I think he's quite just been wasted for a few years now. I think looking at some past videos the other day of him in Real Madrid in his early days, Arsenal, absolutely, he's uh, sensational to me. I think he's on the level of Kevin De Bruyne. He's still um, in his top, prime. Still one of the top assisters since he joined the league. Yeah, he's still in the top two or three of the assists that anyone's made, and he hasn't played for like a year and a half. No, he's very, very attentive. Do you know what I mean? Like he's very attentive player. Um, but, um, I was gonna say, yeah, uh, uh, there's a uh, Josh King possibly to uh, from Bournemouth back to the Premier League. There's been a lot of chatter about that. Maybe going back to West Ham. Yeah, uh, funny you bring that up because obviously the other day, uh, press conference with Jason Tindall, and uh, that was uh, something that came up and he spoke about. Uh, not, not in great depth, though. He said Josh King's been, you know, fine at the training camp. He hasn't actually put in a transfer request or talked about it that much. Um, but I know West Ham is a club that he's been linked with for quite a while now. Yeah, um, he's been linked with him in the summer. I've seen reports as well of him being linked um, in this January window. Whether, you know, do West Ham need Josh King? I mean, you got you got Bowen, you got Antonio. I mean, well, yeah, I think... Hallett, there is talk that Hallett... To Ajax, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty set in stone from what I saw. Yeah, um, so I mean, if Haller goes, and I suppose there's, there is a, a gap there for a centre forward, and yeah, just, I think it depends on, and, yeah, Josh King's proven Premier League goal scorer, um, in particular at Bournemouth, where he's had his best spell in the league. Obviously, it might be interesting, yeah, to see. You know, maybe David Wood wants to start, with, you know, trying to look at two up front, perhaps. You know, um, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, you know, you can King's see, you know, uh, King, Antonio down the middle, and Bowen. Uh, you know, Bowen on the right, King on the left, Antonio down the middle. You know, that's yeah. a pretty good, pretty good lineup there. You've got goals in there from you know, Antonio, especially is once he can get fully fit again. I think it's going to be important to West Ham consolidating their uh, their good start to the season. Um, so yeah, keep an eye on that one, uh, Josh King. Yeah, um, but we were uh, there's just so 
<coughs> many players. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> so many players that can now um, uh, start negotiating uh, for free transfers in the summer. I mean, mm -hmm. the list, the list you could create a you could create an eleven. Yes, I mean, close to challenging for the Premier League. <laughs> Jesus, let's have, let's have a look at these names. So, I'm looking at Aguero, Lionel Messi, David Alaba, Diego Costa, Memphis Depay, Julian Draxler, Mesut Ozil, obviously Sergio Ramos, uh, Marion Mandzukic, to name a few. I mean, phew. Uh, yeah, and uh, and you got the likes of Costa, uh, who's available on a free transfer. Jack Wilshere is available on a free transfer at the moment, and, and so is Daniel Sturridge. So. You know, there's plenty of options out there at the moment for plenty of clubs. And I mean, you know, we could dissect that any which way. I mean, I mean, we probably should start with the obvious, shouldn't we? And talk Messi. No, no, Messi. I think, you know, if he went to sign a new contract, I don't think. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he's come out and said that, I mean, he's not signed anything yet. And he's come out and said he's not going to talk about it until the season's over. He's just concentrated on playing football for Barcelona and he'll make mm -hmm. a decision. I think he's come out and said something recently um, where he's he's basically said, let's focus on the season and I'll make my decision. Yeah, best you know, thing to do. Yeah. So, you know, the the thinking is that he's not going to be in discussions like now. So, you know, there won't be a deal signed probably before, you know, we'll probably be looking at, you know, May, June, July, possibly before the Euros, possibly after the Euros. Yeah. Probably not when the, when the Euros, <laughs> you know, we shall see on that one. But, um yeah, so I think the messy one. I mean, the obvious is Man City. Could you see, could you see him in Premier League? Yeah, I mean, I think I think somewhere, you know, Messi must have an ambition, even if it's not like you know his total ambition. There must be some part of him that says, well, you know, I would like to try it. I mean, come on, you know, he's seen Ronaldo win Premier Leagues at Man United, um, and you just think, you know, yeah, well, he's I think yeah, he definitely has it more than. You're more than capable of still leading a team to a Premier League. It's like a message, do you know what I mean? I mean, the thing is, you know, uh, Pep has Pep signed a new two or three year contract, hasn't he? So yeah, you, yeah, yeah, something like that. You could see, I think it's three. So, you, uh, so you could see Messi coming in and doing like two years. Do you know, like this year's over, and Guardiola's got another year or two. Messi does a couple of years, a couple of seasons, and then and then you know maybe moves on. Uh, you know, I don't see wherever he goes. I don't see him staying long. I see it being like a, a season. You know, it could even be a season at City. Do you know what I mean? And then he might decide. Nah. I mean, there's no really other option, really. I mean, when you talk financially, unless Messi is willing to take, you know, considerable pay cuts to maybe join another team that could help him win things, but maybe doesn't have the financial infrastructure, well, you know, or the financial clout. That yeah, Barcelona I think yeah. It's, when you when you look financially, it's going to be. Uh, uh, Man City or PSG? Uh, I think they're probably yeah, the likely ones. PSG is is a potential option. I mean, I know they're struggling because there's issues with French broadcasting rights. Um, you know, the French some French broadcasters I think have pulled out of of, of some of that, and uh, there's disputes over money owed on that front. And, and I think you know that's that's you know obviously a lot of income for a lot of clubs, but PSG still have their you know oil oil back to <laughs> petro dollars to yeah. Uh, to you know, I'm sure you know persuade you know and Messi and Neymar got a good relationship, so you know you could see that happening. But you know, the talk lately has been more of Messi leaving, or Mbappe leaving PSG than there is Messi going. So you know, I think that one will have to probably wait till the summer. But um, you know, I think Aguero's a, a big one. I, I think he was signing a new contract. I think um, I think he's a kind of player that's too comfortable. Um, you know. 
where he is in the moment. I don't think he has any motivation or reason to leave. Um, I don't think Man City have much reason to get rid of him. I reckon he'll sign another season with City. Um, you think he'll sign for another season? Yeah. I don't. Oh, no, I think Aguero's, I think Aguero's done. I think, not done in the sense of as being a player. I think he's done at City because, you know, he's, you know, and he's just coming back. He's not being rushed, obviously, because he, he's so crucial to, you know, you know, to, to how City play at times. But, you know, Klopp, um, sorry, Pep's been trying different ways. You know, you look at Kevin De Bruyne playing up front the other day and they look so good with De Bruyne playing as that striker. Yeah. I would think, you know, maybe they'll get the what they can out of him this season, you know, save him for the run-in probably. You know, that's probably... Yeah, well, if he, you know, if he, that's what I mean, if he, if he does end up performing well, um, you know, easing him back, easing him back into um, playing from injury, if he does end up playing very well, uh, then they'll see why we get rid of him to an extent. I reckon if that does happen, then that's where I think the season might season extension might come about. But yeah, he's, he's getting on. You know, the, you know, and, and you know, it'd be the right time for City just to say thanks for the good time. It would be, yeah. Go out as a legend. You know what I mean? Um, he runs a risk if he signs another year or two. That you know, sometimes you can stay too long, can't you? And while he while he's probably the greatest ever striker to play in the Premier League. I mean, or one of them, definitely. You know, yeah. at his yeah. at his peak fitness, he's just phenomenal. Um, so I, I think, I think he, he's going to go back to Argentina. But I mean, could be, you know, who knows? Imagine if uh, Liverpool or you know, Everton <laughs> or you know, anyone swoop in for him from the Premier League. You know, a free, it's a free transfer at the end of the day. <laughs> you know, clubs have got to be interested. You know, about <laughs> Arsenal. You know, I mean, you know, Chelsea. You know, could, could he go to any of these clubs? You know, there's possi- possibly, I mean... You, you Who knows? Affili- Who knows? You-, you probably think his affiliation to Man City would keep him out of it, but then nah. you know, he played for Man City. I think, I think there's been a lot of, you know, past things in the January, well, not January, but in the transfer window. Actually, yes, January, you know, Fernando Torres going to Chelsea for 50 million on the last day. Um, things like that, you know, player affiliations, sometimes people <laughs> that actually care and they go where they think best. So yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think, I think Tevez, you forget about that. Did the switch from United to City, you know. Yeah. So another example. But um, uh, I, another player I was going to pick out, you know, you, you showed, we've spoken about Alaba, you know. Yeah, oh, that's what I wanted to talk about as well. And I think, you know, this is probably somewhere where Premier League sides are going to be looking at Alaba and thinking, you know what, let's take 100%. it. And I'm, I'm going to go straight in there and say Liverpool need Alaba. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Chelsea do as well. Um, well, I think any, any 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 of the top Premier League clubs, anyone, anyone. I mean, he's been at the top of his game with Bayern Munich for several seasons now. Can play left back, can play centre back, can play holding midfield, play centre midfield. You know, pretty much, you know, all equally as good as the next. And I think a you know a team like Liverpool or you know anyone t- Townsend at the top there, Chelsea. Yeah. Tottenham, you know, they're all in with a shout because you know he's a proven top defender international, you know, won so much with Bayern Munich. You know, yeah, was, uh, quality. You know, uh, a marauding left-back in earlier in his career, you know, great on free kicks. And, and then he's, like, moved into a more central position at Bayern over the last few seasons and he's really, you know, become a, a pivotal role of, in, in the Bayern defence. Yeah, he has. He did. And, you know, where that, where that void was with Jamie Boateng, you know, coming towards his tenure there, um, you know, they did lack a few gaps at the back, I'm aware of Bayern, and he filled them out very well. He's, he wasn't a centre-back at first, he was always a full-back. Yeah. Uh, you um, know, that's just helped with, like, the emergence of Alfonso Davis at left-back. Yeah. 
Ferdinand as well. It is four, left, four. They need to play Alaba at left back. They've yeah. taken him in the centre half, and they've got a left back who's equally as, as good as what Alaba provided. So, Alfonso uh, well, Davis is one of the biggest talents in the in Europe at the moment. So, I'm pretty sure at the last Euros in 2016, um, he played centre midfield for Austria for, throughout the whole tournament. So, you know, the guy's got you know he's versatile. Which is you know extremely helpful in, in the current climate with you know players being injured or out for you know the reasons we we all know about. Yeah. You know having someone that can slot in in various positions, which is why I was saying he he suit Liverpool really well because he provides cover for Robertson at left back or or another option for Robertson, world class option at left back. Um, that frees up Milner to become more you know be used more in midfield at times. He can play centre back alongside. I mean, imagine um, Alaba and Van Dijk. Okay. So, I think that would have to be moment. your, I think that have to be your starting lineup. Them two at the back, I think. Yeah, and and then, and then you know you've got Joe Gomez who, who'd obviously come back. You know you got you know and you know, I see Alaba as a perfect replacement for Matip really. Um, you know we got Matip on a free from Schalke um, four or five seasons ago. One of Klopp's, okay. One of Klopp's first signings, and um, you know so we got a free transfer from the German league. It would it would be appropriate, I think, that you know Matip's kind of feels like his time is. Coming to an end, you yeah. know, injuries, and you know, Alaba would be the perfect replacement there. And you know, he, 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 you know, and then you know, that would unleash Fabino to play back in midfield or as the covering centre half. You know, and then I mean, Fabinho centre half, I think he's been absolutely quality. Yeah, well, I think he, he's months. now considered a, a centre back or a centre midfielder. You know, I think yeah. that role he, he he looks really calm at the back. So, but yeah, Alaba, I think for um, uh, any Premier League. Team. And, uh, and then I think I mentioned to Sergio Ramos as well. He's free at the end of the season. I mean, yeah, you, uh, you, no one would say no to him. He's been like a Thiago Silva sort of situation. But I think obviously Ramos got he's a lot better than Thiago Silva. I think. Um, I could see Ramos going to Tottenham. <laughs> Tottenham. Oh, I, I see him at Man United. No, I, I couldn't see him going to Tottenham. Not with Jose Mourinho there. there oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Famously, I get that one. Get along with, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, Man United would probably be. I think that would be a good shout. Ramos at Man United. I think that's probably the best shout of all of them. Yeah, and I, and I, um, and I honestly think if they if they were to get uh, Ramos, Ramos, you know, Dev De Gea, Spanish friends, um, I think that they get Ramos, they could be, then they would be up there next season winning it. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, right. Well, we should um, we should probably wrap up this part of the uh, the pod because I feel like we've just uh, we could go on talking about these transfers forever and ever and ever. But um, of course. So yeah, so um, we'll we'll uh, move on to. Oh, you're going to do a bit of nostalgia lane this week, aren't you, Ollie? Yeah, well, so we're well, we're going to do this feature this week. Um, I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about a club that you would support if uh, Chelsea and Liverpool just all of a sudden banished uh, from existence. Right, so the rules are: so Chelsea and Liverpool don't exist anymore. They've been they don't exist anymore. They've been they've been kicked out of the league for for going. Um, for, for going bankrupt, yeah. They, 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 they're in administration. They've both <laughs> COVID's completely ruined it. They're, they're both been kicked out of the league. They no longer exist. Okay. So where do I go with that? Where do I go with that? Right. That's, the, that's what we do. So based on current climate and how everything's going, um, I, had a, I had a hard, long thing about this. Um, I got a bit when I jungle, I nearly supported Arsenal when I jungle, I nearly. But, you know, with current climate now, uh, that's never happening. Not a fucking chance. Um, have a look at Tottenham, I reckon. Um, Tottenham would be the team I support based on Jason Mourinho. 
Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I, I just have a, I have something for James Mourinho. I absolutely adore the man. Well, I, I mean, oh God, I mean, well, if I was, yeah, I don't know where I'm going to go with this. I think, you know, I think I would probably, you know, I'm thinking of looking at, you know, teams that play good football and they're enjoyable to watch despite what's going on, you know, despite the results. I mean, you know, but that will not actually say it. You know, probably Southampton for me. Okay. I've always had an affiliation because I've always lived. I live, you know, quite close to Southampton. And um, I was born the other side of Southampton, a bit closer to Portsmouth. My, uh, my uncle ever hears this is going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. Quite a lot of Pompey fans in my family. But from, from a point of view of the way they play football, you know, and, you know, they've got a lot of a good English talent. They play a really nice style of football. I'm a massive fan of Danny Ings and James Ward-Prowse. So, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to say, I would, if, if Liverpool got, I would probably tag myself on to Southampton. So, yeah, good shout. Good shout. Yeah. I mean, definitely he's playing a lot of football. Uh, a lot of good football, sorry. Yeah, and I, I'm just um, in love with Danny Ings. I'd like, I really wish he'd like, not got injured. Probably, uh, I wish he had some more using him. Got a proper chance at Liverpool. I'm so guided for him that he didn't. But yeah, no. So, yeah, I, I reckon. And also, Ralph Hasenhill, you know, he, he, he's in the mould of Klopp. Do you know what I mean? So, you know, he broke down in tears the other night after they beat Liverpool. And you know, I think that was I think that was was good. You know, the guy used to I think I've said this before, the guy used to go watch, you know, spy on cop training with binoculars up the hill to see how he did stuff, you know, to to improve as a coach. So, you know, Cops a role model of Hassaners and he's never taken points off him. So for him that was like, you know, the completion of an arc, you know, his story arc, you know, from going from nowhere and you know, watching Klopp and trying to pick up methods to Meeting him in the Premier League and beating him. That's a good little story there. That's fair. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Saints, Saints. Yeah. Southampton, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I talked. You know, they're they're building something quite well at the moment, and they haven't won anything. God knows how long, but <laughs> I think things might, might start happening. You know, definitely Hurricane some stay there. Uh, I just love Jason Mourinho. Absolutely love him. Um, think he's pretty. Can't believe I'm here. Chelsea fan saying that he'd support Tottenham. I mean, oh uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Shocked to be perfect. Well, I've got to say, I've got to say London because I, I, you know, I'm a Kent boy. And, you know what? Uh, to be fair though, to be fair though, Liverpool and Everton have always had like a a really nice, um, amicable. It's an amicable rivalry. You know, it's a it's a it's a city that unites behind itself all the time. So you know, I could also probably probably maybe go go Everton as well. Um, give them a shout out there. Uh, oh. I think that's what we've got time for for this first half of the pod. We're probably way over as normal. We yeah, as normal. Um, so we'll be back for part two. Cool. Welcome back, guys, to part two um, of episode eight um, of this week, Football Discussed. Um, as always, we're going back to our standard, you know, sort of form of how we like to do the podcast. And this week, um, like we are going to do for the next four weeks, is the Premier League preview of the next round of fixtures. Um, so we'll go through our predictions and obviously talk about FPL, everyone has a bit of FPL, and uh, what we think will be best for your teams this week. So... We'll start off with a bit of news. Um, Spurs Fulham um, is the new game scheduled for Wednesday. Um, rescheduled the game against Aston Villa. Um, I'm sure, as everyone is aware, Aston Villa COVID problems. So yes, that's led to that game Wednesday night. Spurs Fulham, three um, 0 I think for Spurs. Ah, oh, I've gone three one straight in there. I mean, we both. I mean, I didn't know how to call it when it was uh, Spurs Villa. I was like, oh, is it going? Yeah, to yeah, but oh, tough. Spurs. But this one, it became a lot easier. And, and uh, yeah, I've gone 3 1. Um, you know, the Kane and Song show will, will continue. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure many um, FPM 
manager would be happy about that. I think most, I think both have got at least forty five percent of players selected. Um, yeah, it makes it makes Kane and Son a, a much more viable option as a captain this week because yeah. the, you can see a few goals going in there. Whereas Villa, you know, got a good, really good defensive record, and um, you know that would have been a really interesting game. But um, it would have, yeah. So Scotty Parker's Fulham will go um, from a Fulham front. I mean. That goal, you know, might be Lookman. I think he's the player you're sort of looking at for Fulham. He's the one that always looks lively. But um, yeah. to be honest, I've, I, you know, as I'll say in a bit, you know, let's get three Spurs players in there. <laughs> in your yeah. Um, yeah, fair you, enough. Um, I was going to talk, uh, should we go Man City? Man City, Brighton. Man City, Brighton, uh, another bog standard game, I think. Um, four nil there, but uh, and another game. You need to look out for, um, you know, the main players you've got there, De Bruyne, uh, Mares, you just don't know if he's going to play or not, but Mares Sterling. Also, I look at defence as well. Brighton going forward aren't that having offering too much, not much creativity there. I think you know, a couple of Man City defenders if you want to look at it that way, get you at least six, seven points to get a clean sheet. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, you're looking at your John Stones, your Ruben Diaz's. Um, yeah, I, I'm even, I'm even thinking you, you got um, Zinchenko as well, um, who comes in. Starts to get forward, yeah. You know, comes it comes in. Um, a bit cheaper than some of the other guys at the back there. You know, he's, he's five and a half. But then you've got to weigh it up with value, you know. You know, are you better better value? You know, Stones and Diaz get up. Two guys at corners, they, they're more likely to probably get you a goal in that game. Stones mm. on the score sheet recently. So, yeah. And um, I've got 3-0, um, Brighton. I think uh, Gundogan is probably the one to keep your eye out for here. But I, was, end, I was looking at him. I was looking at him. I mean, he's for 5.4 million, you know, yeah. and he's been on top form lately. You know, scored um, in the league, scored in the cup. Um, he's been on a bit of a run. You know, he, he's a possibility, but you run the risk of not starting or not even playing because the way City and Pep likes to, you know, he does rotate his squad quite heavily. Yeah, he does, yeah. And, you know, it could easily be Bernardo Silva that, that drops in there or, like you say, Mares that drops in there. Um so, yeah, he might be... But at, at that price, you know, you can always put him in as one of your cheaper midfield options. And, and if he doesn't start, he doesn't start and you get your sub come on. So, you know, he's one to keep your eye out on. But yeah, I think City are going to have too much. They, they've looked really good over the last few weeks. Brighton, yeah, still struggling to score, although they managed to score in the cup last night. Good goal for me, like we said earlier. But I think um, Neil Mopay seems like a off, bit off the boil now. Connolly's out injured. You know, it's, it's a bit of a tough time up front for them. You know, yeah. we were talking transfers earlier, and I reckon you know, Brighton are definitely a team that are down the bottom that could really do with getting a, a proven Premier League goal scorer. You know, it's moments like this where you think, oh, I wish they had Glenn Murray still. You know, I th- well, I think he's still at the club, but I think I think he said to leave. Um, is he left now in January? But he might have left on loan. Um, but you know, I know he didn't fit in with the style, but I think I think you know Brighton are in, in a bit of trouble at the moment. They play great football, and I do like the way they play, but they're going to struggle against uh, Manchester City. Definitely. Uh, I took a look at another oh, a tough game. I thought it was going to cool. I'm sure you did as well. The Sheffield Sheffield United Newcastle game. Uh, both playing fairly bad football at the moment. Uh, very boring. Probably the two most boring teams to watch well, the league at the moment. I think that's a little harsh, maybe on Sheffield United. I think. Occasionally, they construct things quite well. They just don't know where the back of the net is. Um, you know, that's that's been their major downfall. But I think the confidence is probably getting to them now. And yeah, the quality has probably dropped off from the beginning of the season. I mean, I've gone nil-nil, mate. 
<laughs> no, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, it's something about Canada rules, and I always feel like I think get yeah, goal or two. Um, I think, well, they've got some maximum, but Pedro is injured at the moment. Um, suffering from COVID. Yeah, so Newcastle, yeah, decent players there, which I think, that, you know, hopefully they should grab the win there. And quite an important game in terms of bottom, bottom of the league, bottom of the table. Um, yeah, well, I mean, if Sheffield United, Sheffield United need to win this game. If Sheffield yeah. United do not win this game, Sheffield United are relegated. Yeah. They need to uh, you know, points big... now because it, it helps, you know, it's against a team like Newcastle, which are probably at the very tip of being drawn into that relegation fight. And they can close the three points down, you know, it brings another team down into it. And, you know, the more teams that are involved, the more likely Sheffield United can, can get out of it because, you know, there's more teams that they're trying to win and, and that will only give them the advantage if they're competing with more teams at the bottom there. But, um, but yeah, I think, you know, like I say, you know, and this, but this is where I'm, uh, you know, maybe a bit left field is that the Newcastle or Sheffield United defenders could be, could be worth a shout for clean sheets here, especially a cheaper option. <clears throat> If you're going heavy in attacking midfielders, I'm sure a lot of people will be this uh, week with so many of those attacking players on display. Yeah. You know, it could, if, you, if you're looking to save money, you know, a Lascelles or, um, you know, a Bulldog or um, a Basham, you know, the, they might they might bring some value. Or or even uh, Darlow, the Newcastle goalkeeper, I think, could be a really good shout for your keeper this weekend. You know, okay. may face some shots from Sheffield. Um, but, you know, he's been playing really well. And I think if he pulls off quite a few saves, you get some points there. Um, should we go Man United? Burnley Man U. Burnley Man U. Um, another game, quite a lot of them this week, where I think it should be another another one of them three nils I put for Man United. Um, I've gone two nil because they are away from home and Turf Moor isn't the easiest place to, to go and play. Um, you know, Sean Dyke will have, have his squad set up as he likes to. And it will make it tough for United. Um, Burnley struggled to score. So, you know, I see it being nil-nil at half-time and then United coming out and doing their usual second-half demolishing performance. Yeah. I they, think last season... Fernandez goal, you know. Yeah, Fernandez. He's, he, that's what I've put him in there this week, is Fernandez. Um, I think it was just about time to get him in there. Um, but yeah, I was just going to say, like, last season, I would have been more on the side of a tighter game with Burnley Man United. Burnley playing a lot better football last season. Um, and they were... well, and we've got to remember United can go top here uh, if they yeah. avoid defeat. United go top joint joint games joint uh, joint games with Liverpool no games in hands anymore. They go legitimately the top on their own and they have to be taken seriously. You know, so I think there's a lot at stake for United here because it, it 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 would put down a marker. So I see I see Oli seeing it as like right. I need to keep a clean sheet because if I keep a clean sheet, we go top. Yeah. I think that makes a statement. So that's why I, I've gone for a more reserved 2-0 because I think I think United will will be cautious enough to not, you know, get, you know, you know Burnley likes to get the ball in the box quite quick, quite early, look for Wood, look for Barnes, you know. So I think Oli will be, you know, will be aware of that and, and will probably set up in a way that tries to limit, you know, Burnley trying to play their physical game, getting in the box, causing, you know, balls to drop in the box that might go anywhere because... You know, United occasionally you know struggle at the back when they're under that sort of intense pressure. Mm. So you know, I, th- I think it may be a bit more of a cautious approach to, to just not lose, and then yeah, I think I, I think you hit on the head there. Yeah, they'll start to they'll start to expand and grow. I think you know that's that's my that's my uh, um, two pennies worth anyway. <laughs> your manual tactics, but I would I would argue <laughs> United United um, on the FBL front, United um, defenders don't score highly. 
Um, so, you know, there's lots of yellow cards down there. They, they don't create a lot, you know, so there's no, not really many assists in that and they don't contribute many goals. No. So, you know, as much as maybe they're looking at a clean sheet, I think uh, United defenders maybe aren't worth it for the value they are. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I think we'll move over to the toughest game that I, uh, I think I had to call this week. Wolves, Everton. Kept changing between Wolves winning, Everton winning, but I've, uh, I've gone for a 1-0 Everton win. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it'll be a game of tactics where it might, it might turn out to be one of the boring games. Could easily be one of the great games as well, but I, don't know, I think there'll be a lot of odds here um, and one day we'll just um, sneak it. Uh, I've, uh, I've gone 2-0. I think... Uh, right, okay, you've gone the opposite side of the spectrum. They both you know, have a willingness to go forward and play football and they both look to score. Both got good creative players. Um, you know, I, th- I think... You know, both both need a win here. You know, they're both kind of in a sort of in that position of you know, are they? You know, they, they need to keep their momentum going. Wolves have started picking up a bit of momentum, so I think it's going to be a, a really good game. It um, should be, yeah, it should, yeah, it, it would be a really good game. Game of football, and maybe one of the best of the of the, the week um, from a from a neutral standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. all. Um, again, I'd avoid defenders in this game. Um, Definitely, and I'd look at your your Wolves and Everton attacking players. Neto, Yeah, I've I've stuck um, Neto in there. Uh, doesn't like a quality player. Yeah, no, 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 I've got Calvert Lewin still still holding the line up there. For still me. still up there for you. Okay, I'll take him. I took him out a while ago. Just there. So I've had him since the beginning. Fair uh, enough. And we will uh, we'll go to the final game of this game week: Arsenal Palace. Um, yeah, I'll be very much like the previous game. It's a mid-table. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, it's not Wolves Everton isn't a mid-table clash because Everton are right up the top. Um, but no, <laughs> Arsenal Palace. I think Arsenal have, have you know, I, I may uh, you know have to eat my words, although they were a bit tongue-in-cheek with Arsenal to be relegated. Uh, several, bad but you know they seem to have you know got into their stride. They seem to have found a, something that works, and that's Smith Rowe, isn't it? Yeah, it's the youngsters. Um, it looks like Martin might be out again with injury, um, yeah. an ankle injury. Uh, which is obviously very frustrating for Arsenal fans and for himself. Just coming back, great player, but unfortunate. Even so, yeah, Smith Rowe, what a uh, what a talent he's come about to be turn out to be. And um, I think Arsenal and Four Arsenal are very excited. Four and a half million. Four yeah. and a half million. Cool. He's, he's been in my team for uh, since day one because I stuck him in there, just being one of them cheap players. I think I already oh, said nice, this, and nice. uh, he's, well, he stayed there till this point. He's got me some points, so. Anyway, I don't think we've actually said scores. I'm going 2-1 Arsenal here. I'll go 2-1 Arsenal here as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, although I, I, I do think that Arsenal could keep a clean sheet here, and I do think yeah. Rob Holding or Kieran Tierney could be an option in defence um, for the Arsenal. I've gone for Holding because he's 4.9. and I think, I think I'll put Tierney in. Tierney, and um, I needed some money because I've gone heavy up top. <laughs> <laughs> really heavy. Um, so I was having to do a bit of juggling at the back, but you know, Palace have got the likes of Eze and Zaha. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think you can't discount Zaha and the form he's been in this season. And you can't discount how, you know, Arsenal have had moments in the back that look, you know, very Definitely. dodgy. Um, so, you know, I can see... Oh, sorry about that, guys. Just a little bit of a disconnection there, but we're back and you're just finishing off on Zaha and Eze, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's where you lost me. So, yeah, Zaha as a, you know, I think they're going to give Palace, uh, you know, something going forward, um, you know, with Arsenal's reception at the back. 
at times this season, you know, yeah, 2 1. I think that's a solid, solid scoreline. But um, let's yeah. move on. Let's move on to um, final bit where we're going to give our, our, our FBL tips of the week. Um, firstly, I'm just going to talk a little bit of strategy this week. So, obviously, with the ex- the, the, the game week, the, <clears throat> the midweek game week, to fit in some uh, of the postponements from earlier in the season, we're only seeing five matches being played. To, as you notice, there's no Liverpool. Um, there's no Leicester, so you know there's plenty of teams out there. So it's it's an opportunity to use that free hit. That's what I've been saving. I've been saving my free hit all season for this week because it's going to give me an opportunity. I had about four players that were able to play this week, so it was an opportunity for me to swap in, get maximised this game week, and then return back to my team the following week. And what with the new wild card coming in, that is then going to be my moment to use the wild card. And then so I can set up my team going forward for that game week, which has, uh, I believe, um, <coughs> sorry, for that game week. Sorry. Anyway. So, um, yeah, with the free hit strategy, uh, the way I see it is, you know, you want to maximise the teams that are going to win this weekend. So as we've just pointed out, you know, City, um, Spurs, Arsenal, United, you know, we all think probably going to win this week. Uh, yeah. Good for it. So I'm recommending, you know, you go for City defenders, one or two. Um, same with uh, possibly, um, I think, a Newcastle or Sheffield United. You know, that could be an option to get some cheap defenders in. Uh, and then really it's down to, you know, looking at Spurs, United, Arsenal, who's going to keep the clean sheet there. But I think, you know, players like Stones, Diaz, um, Eric Dyer, uh, Rob Holding, Kieran Tierney, you know, these are all good possible options. But, um, you know, don't discount the Wolves defenders. You know, you're looking at Sice, Connor Cody, Out Nori, who's been playing at wing-back. You know, he's been playing quite a lot. Um, same with Everton. You know, you've got uh, Mina, Keane, uh, Holgate. Um, so, yeah, there's quite, a lot, there's quite a lot of good players to pick from at the back this week. So, it shouldn't be too much of a problem for people. And then, but my main tip is load up up front. There are so many good players this week that you can get in there and maximise your points. We're looking at De Bruyne. Son, Fernandez, Rashford, and Smith Rowe. Yes, that's my midfield. Boom. Mic drop. I'm walking out. That's yeah, yeah. Serious points. I'm hoping this week. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what, I, that's what I like to think every week. You know, it all turns out well more so recently than before. You know, I'm always thinking it's going to be a great week. <laughs> if it actually turns out to be, but true, um, true, true, true. Always keep the faith. But no. And then uh, just just on the the striker options that um. You know, I thankfully I've already had a great striker, so I, I kept Kane and Cal at Lewin in. Um, you know, but really you could go anywhere with your strikers. You know, Lacazette's starting to hit form. Mm-hmm. He could be a potential differential against your league. You know, people that have got Kane, do you swap him for maybe a Lacazette? Bit left wit, left field, but you know, you're looking at United, Martial hitting a bit of form. Um, but I think um, my 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 um, captain pick of the week is Kevin De Bruyne. The way he's been playing at City the last couple of games, moved into a more advanced role, almost playing as a striker. Brighton at home. Oh, that could be a De Bruyne hat-trick, that 3-0 prediction I've got. So I've, I'm captaining De Bruyne. Okay, okay. So my captain pick this week. Um, first week I put him in there is going to be Bruno Fernandes. Done a last-minute change from Harry Kane, but I've put Bruno Fernandes captain this week. Because of you know, <laughs> pretty yeah, much I, mean, I, I was basically him and an R in between De Bruyne, Fernandez, and Kane. Yeah, um, I didn't know which one to go for, and I've opted for De Bruyne because I've had so much faith in De Bruyne all season, and he's constantly let me down. Mm. So I'm, I'm giving him one last chance now that he seems to be playing uh, 
with some more goals and assists behind him um, over the last few games. Um, yeah, and uh, well, uh, you're going to give us a star pick this week? Yeah, I'll give you a star pick for this week. Um, with a star pick, you like to go for someone that's not, you know, it's always important to look at differential players, players that not many people have. So you want to get them in the team to get you them extra points um, against everyone else. This week, I've uh, gone for Callum Wilson. Uh, I think he's a player that uh, quite a few people might have forgotten about as a result of his injury. Uh, he's getting back in the swing of things. Gets a shaky defence that we are seeing at Sheffield United. Um, I think if Newcastle are going to win, it's going to be through Callum Wilson and his goals and firepower. Definitely want to get in there, I think, this week. And that's what this podcast is all about, the difference of opinions. You know, I'm saying Newcastle or Sheffield United defenders, it's going to be a boring nil-nil draw. And you're like, nah, Newcastle, Callum Wilson, he's going to bang him in. Banging the goals, yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> we like it. We like different opinions. Um, I, I, I think I'm going to chuck in a, a my star pick as Smith Rowe. Okay, uh, nice. I think at 4.4 million, um, selected by, I think, was it 2.6? 2.6, yeah, 2.6. Yeah, 2.6. You know, he's a massive differential. And the way he asked have been playing, he's been playing, he's only going to become more influential. Yeah. Um, you see that they have trust in him. He's been playing well in the Europa League. He got an assist the other week. He's, it's only going to give him more confidence. You know, he's going to start potentially scoring as well, getting assists. So I think, you know, Smith Rowe, and, and, and there's an option as a dirt cheap midfielder because he's almost the cheapest midfielder you can buy. Yeah, no, that's why I had him in there in the first place. Been, that's what's enabled me to go with such a strong midfield. And I've, I've, I've yeah. put in all five in from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I've got a pretty shocking bench, but, you know, we won't, I'm not particularly worried about the bench this week because I think most of these players will start. Um, the schedule hasn't been too heavy. And if you think about when the last Premier League game was, you know, <clears throat> it would have, uh, you know, been pretty much, you know, just over a week for some of them and some of them more with the postponement. So, yeah. That is that's it, isn't it? I think that's uh, that's our thoughts for this week. That's our thoughts this week. Um, great discussion. Really enjoyed that as always. Yeah, yeah. Probably gone way over as normal, but you know that's what we do. You can never go too over and come to football. <laughs> that's a very good point. A very good point. Um, so hopefully we're going to be back Thursday. Um, we'll go ahead of the, with uh, we'll have a little look at what happened in the week, and we'll look ahead for the weekend because there's a big game at the weekend. Big game at the weekend. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thank you very much, guys, for listening. Cheers. Bye. Bye.